Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Real Late Show with Chris and Craig. I'm Chris. Got Craig with me. Craig, there's so much behind the scenes that we can talk about that we can't hit record on. If, and, if, only, if only they were a fly on the wall, the listeners. Yeah. And again, for those who know us, it's nothing bad. Don't don't you know start speculating on what Craig and I are talking about. But no, lots of stuff going on, which is good. This is the time me and Craig can catch up. We're not working at the same place, so we gotta catch up a little bit. So yeah. that was good. Um, Craig, you know, we've talked a lot of pop culture, got some food stuff I want to talk about real quick. Um I wanted to share a little bit of a story. Um don't like mixing too specifically about him. Uh, my wife and I have a couple of adopted kids. Our oldest is 16. Not verbal. Uh, love the kid to death. It, it's hard when someone's not verbal. I mean, good night. What would our relationship be like if we're nonverbal? I mean, we're verbal. We're talking here on a podcast. Right. And when you deal with someone that's not verbal, it's tough. You know what I mean? You can make yeah. hand motions. You can talk. You can do some fun stuff. But it's hard to say. You know, it's hard to... Sometimes it's hard to connect really deeply, I, I guess is a good way of putting it. So uh, this weekend we have fun. Um, Saturday afternoon, um, there's a pop singer, Brian Duncan, kind of an obscure dude. He was in Columbus for a concert for free. So I'm like, I like taking my kids to free concerts because if they want to run out, it's free. So it's not like we're wasting a ton of money. So we went to see him. Um, Aaron was laughing, smiling. Uh, sing along. So I think he had fun. Uh, that was good. Um, but afterwards, Craig, you know, we talked about food. This is why I wanted to bring this up. It was interesting. Um, he is very, how do I say this? Very picky in his eating. He loves pizza, but he doesn't eat crust. Right? You're a crust guy, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I like good crust. I'm not just, uh, you know, I mean, I'll eat it if it's just normal bad crust, but I prefer a nice, you know, like a garlic seasoning or a cheese flavor. Sometimes not a big fan of the bland crust. It gets a little uh, cumbersome. Shortly after college, uh, my world changed. Um, pizza Hut debuted their stuffed crust pizza. And my my goodness, Craig. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, well, how do I compare this to? It's like the forward pass in football. It totally changed everything. You know, beforehand you were like, "What's football?" You know, without the forward pass. So after that, your life changed. Things opened up. Colors got brighter. It was great. So it was interesting. Um, my kid likes Fazoli's. Have you? I think there's a Fazoli's up where you used to live. Does Nashville have their Fazoli's? Yeah, we have a we have a Fazoli's in Clarksville. So we have, oh whoa. okay yeah, yeah you know we're a big city up here. We got. We got six Walmart. Like, <laughs> you know, we're not Podunk small town. We got six you know, Walmart's and three Kroger. You know, oh, whoa! Yeah, we have a bit. We're we're in a the city that we live in is about around two hundred thousand people. Yeah. Well, this isn't the rip on Clarksville. I'll, I'll be honest. Fazoli's kind of changed my life when it first opened. Okay. I kind of like Fazoli's. I am getting a little bit ugh, on Fazoli's. Not that good. Sometimes I end up in the bathroom for a while after I eat Fazoli's, you know what I mean? Which isn't okay, a good okay. thing. No. Uh, but my kids, oh, they love Fazoli's. And the thing, when you have autism, you want the same thing every week. Right. So if it's after Sunday and you don't get Fazoli's, oh, heck, everything is blowing up. So it was a Saturday night. And he wanted Fazoli's. He has a little talker where he puts some Fazoli's. I'm like, dude, we're going to get you something different. So we went to Pizza Hut. 
And I told him, I said, Aaron, there's stuffed crust pizza. Smile. Yeah. A smile like I've never seen. Like, <laughs> you want to know what the stuffed crust was like. They came out, they brought out the stuffed crust, and he almost ate all the crusts off the pizza first before he even got to the pizza. He loved him some stuffed crust pizza. Some, some people do the reverse eat on that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as a parent, it's fun to kind of connect with your kid. Um, he likes watching TV with me. I'm a sports guy. I wish he would like sports. He he doesn't like sports, which is okay. That doesn't make me love him any less. But it's just more of he's really not into sports. He's more of a SpongeBob guy, which, come on. I wonder if he'd like Paramount Plus. We got a big argument one night about yeah. Big Time Rush and all those other goofy Paramount <laughs> Plus shows. But, um, no, but, no, I mean, you know, there's – we don't have a ton in common, but the soft crust pizza he enjoyed. It was great. We ate together. It was nice. He doesn't like pepperoni. Is that weird? Well, you know, I mean, I can see some people don't like um, pepperoni. It's a little spicy for him, even even if it's a mild spice. Like, sometimes it just doesn't agree with you. Maybe it doesn't agree with him. Well, I feel bad. I hate to say, you know, the kid's weird. I mean, he's not weird. He's my kid. He's a great kid. Whatever you want to see, he can eat. Uh, but it's I've always been a pepperoni guy. He doesn't like it. So we got half pepperoni, half cheese. And he didn't want to eat the cheese at first. He was into the cheese in the stuffed crust. So yeah. it, it was crazy. Um, have you ever tried the Little Caesar stuffed crust pizza? Yeah, it's actually not bad. I actually, um, I will say... I'm not going to, you know, get on the mountaintop and shout how great Little Caesars is. But I will say, um, if you get their Detroit-style pizza, it's very good. And okay. their stuff, their stuffed crust is good. And their thin crust is very good, too. I really like their thin crust as well. Anything that's cheap is very appealing to me. So Little Caesars is cheap, which is good. The problem is, yeah. with Little Caesars, it's very... I guess it depends on who's working that night. I mean, I've had some little seizures. I'm like, whoa, this is actually really good. Yeah. I've had some little seizures that end up in the bathroom after the night, which wasn't good. So, Yeah, I mean, little seizures, I would say that I've probably graduated from their hot and ready, like their normal pizza. Oh, yeah. But I will say you really can't beat the value of their hot and ready lunch combo, which is the four-corner, uh, you know, thick Detroit style crust with a drink. It's, I mean, they've got some solid menu options if you ever want to go to Little Caesars. I support Little Caesars. Yeah. I should be offended you said that you graduated from the hot and ready <laughs> because I, I've hey. almost got like a. I almost have a hot and ready tab down the road from my house where we go to the Little Caesars. But yeah, I mean, uh, look, it's not right. terrible, but it's not, you know, now that they have better options there. Okay. I would rather get those better options. Like I would rather go for a thin crust at Little Caesars. Hmm. You know, the Detroit style's top and then I'd go thin crust and then, you know, I will say that there was a, you know, of course and I think we're going to talk about it here in a minute with uh, you know, limited time menu items. Little Caesars hmm. once had the stuffed it was sort of a, a stuffed breadstick which were very very good and I'd love to have those uh, come back as well, but um yeah, I don't really go to Little Caesars a lot these days, even though we do have a couple here in the city. Um, but we did go, um, yeah, maybe a couple weeks ago after we did laundry, we wanted a quick bite to eat, <clears throat> wanted something quick and cheap, and Little Caesars was right there across the street. So we went there, and, you know, 
you can't argue with the hot ready uh, lunchbox combo. So that's is that the deep dish? The yeah, you ready? get you get you get okay. basically you get four four slices of you know you get half of a regular deep dish. Like a deep dish is usually like eight slices, but in this case you get like a it's a little box, but it's it's very filling. I mean, we're talking four yes. deep dish you know, four deep dish corner pieces. So you're getting a pretty hearty lunch for, it used to be only $5, but now it's like five ninety nine. but still a pretty good value for what it is. Inflation, <laughs> people. Yes, very much inflation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, well. well. Well, very good. Well, let's look at some of these other food stories, essentially. Just wanted to share how I connected with my son, which is great. I don't know. Um. Yeah, I should have had this pulled up, Craig. <laughs> Nothing like being ready, I'll tell you. Um, but like you were saying, um, you know, Taco Bell, you know, a lot of these places has these new menu additions. Sometimes they try for a limited time. Um, it looks like Taco Bell. Uh, what, what are you seeing that they're doing here? It looks like they've got uh, the nacho fries. And then the yeah. pizza always comes back and forth. Uh, I guess it's back right now. Yeah, I think the fries have been back. Uh, they usually bring them. I don't. I, I don't know if there's like a a cycle to how they do their fries. I, I I mean, when they're there, I get them, but not all the time, and don't really get a lot of Taco Bell anyway, just because there's a lot of the menu has changed over the years, and I just really don't love them. You know, love it like I I might have in the past when they had certain menu items that I would definitely go for. But here's why I'm a little upset at you right now. So you share this story with me. And the one thing that I've always wanted them to bring back is what they're bringing back, which is the, the stacker, the Taco Bell stacker. Um, and and it, it makes me sad because my bank account will probably uh, be hit pretty hard because this is the the one Taco Bell menu item that I always just loved. And it's so simple. It's as as simple as it gets. It's beef, cheese, and a tortilla kind of folded over. And it's, you know, it's so simple. And I've even made them at home because I like these so much at Taco Bell. And I was mad they got rid of them. But I'm telling you, the, the Taco Bell stacker is my jam. I know it's not for everybody. Everybody probably likes all the the fun bells and whistles on the menu that they have with all the spicy stuff or the, you know, guacamole and the sour cream that you could probably swim in. But for me, it's the stacker and it's, it's, it appears to be coming back, which I'm very excited about. Eat down to Taco Bell meat. I'm not. It, it serves its purpose. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's meat per se, but it, I think it serves its purpose. See, I've listened to podcasts, and I'm looking at the podcasts going, and am I on the same planet, that have actually been very complimentary about the talk about me. I, I mean, I tend to agree. It serves its purpose. I mean, for what they charge you, they're not giving you high-quality ground beef. Right. But it's, yeah. it's bad. But I've seen some people talk <clears throat> like, hey, well, it's good meat. And I'm like, you, you've got to have a... You can't be serious, right? Yeah, probably not. I mean, you know, I everybody's taste buds are different. I think that's kind of where that comes into play, where, you know, it might taste really good to some people who maybe don't have, like, homemade taco meat, 
you know, or like you make it with your parents or you make it as an adult, you know, like you can definitely tell the, the difference in quality when you make it at home yourself. Like when I've made, um, you know, when my, my wife and I make burritos or we make tacos or something, you know, you can tell there's a difference in quality between like a Taco Bell. You can tell the big difference in quality between Chipotle and Taco Bell, you know, even though okay. I wouldn't say it's a apples to apples comparison because Chipotle doesn't just have like ground beef, you know, they have chicken and steak and things like that, carnitas, you know, things like that, where their their menu is a little bit different. But, you know, obviously when you're talking about if you want to go out for for Mexican food, you know, those are two of the top places that people tend to go to. I think people just go to Taco Bell because there's some creative menu items on there and and they have a chance to you know, get a lot for a little, I think this is kind of how the food world works these days, you know, where you want to have, you want to get the most bang for your buck. And, you know, Taco Bell generally, you know, even though they've had some price increases, I think Taco Bell generally does, does do that a little bit. I'm looking for the taco. There's a taco place. It's a chain. In the Columbus area, and I think it's around different parts of the country. Maybe Del Taco, I believe. Maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've heard of it. I've never been to one. I've never. I don't think we have any Del Tacos around here. We have a, a Taco John's, which is a fast food. Yeah. Yeah. Place. We, I've never been there before, though, so I'm not sure if that's any good or or whatever. But um, yeah. Well, Taco John's is interesting. It's in Mansfield, which is kind of halfway in between Cleveland and Columbus. I, I've never seen any Taco John's up in Northeast Ohio other than that. Um, the strange thing, and I think, yeah, this is it. Del Taco, um, I kind of like the taco more. It's kind of the same quality as the Taco Bell. Uh, podcast I listened to said Del Taco was worse than Taco Bell. Which I have a hard time believing that. The strange thing about Del Taco, Craig, is they serve hamburgers. They serve a bunch of other stuff. And okay, you know, if you listen to the great Gordon Ramsay, Gordon's like, "Hey, don't have a menu that's four pages long." But they, they literally have like three or four different screens Makes for sense. their uh, drive-through because there's a ton of different food. It's not like twenty pictures of your taco. There's like, yeah, that's well, probably you don't want that. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't well, think that's something you want. The food really isn't bad. Now, mm. I, I get sick of Taco Bell. Del Taco isn't that much better, but I don't know. Well, and with kids, with so many different things, you know, my kids love weird stuff. So, you know, they, they like finding stuff like that. And right. Half time, my daughter wants a hamburger every night, and there's like hamburgers there, which is strange. Right. Yeah. It's true. And uh, yeah, but they have all kinds of different stuff. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you guys saw me a little bit more on Taco Bell. I've, I've had bad experiences at Taco Bell. Yeah. Well, I, I think it just comes down to your preference. Like, I don't really love Taco Bell, but if they have the double stacker there, I'm going to go there at least once to get to, to relive the my love for that menu item. But there was a time where, you know, like the, over the last couple of years where they changed their menu so much that all the stuff that I used to get wasn't really on the menu so then i'd have to order 
order something and then do substitutions or switch outs or whatever. And it just became too complex. So going to Taco mm. Bell just really didn't, I don't know, it didn't really make as much sense to me. I mean, we'll go every once in a blue moon, but you know, the, the beauty for us here is that we've got a Chipotle less than a mile from us. We have a Taco Bell about a mile, less than a mile from us. So, you know, usually we, you know, and Chipotle is closer. So, you know, we kind of tend to, to skew towards Chipotle, I think. Yeah, it was wild. Um, long day at work. Nothing bad. It was just, you know, we all get those long days at work. So uh, my wife and I and kids, we take a drive for a while and we find a place to eat. Um, Craig, I was surprised. Again, kids all want six different things. We ended up going to Dairy Queen, and I just didn't want to add another drive-through stop. So I'm like, "All right, I'll get Dairy Queen." I'm not a huge Dairy Queen guy. I had probably had the best hamburger I had in quite a while at that Dairy Queen. Okay, uh, whoever was on the hamburger, duty, you know, hats off, man. Yeah, that, that was I pretty think, nice. Yeah, I think Dairy Queen's got some underrated food options. Um, you know, it's are you the uh, are you the type that have have maybe made like. You like burgers from one place, but fries from another, or you know things like that. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been that kind of a fast foodie? No, I'll tell you, I've really went down. <laughs> I had, yeah, I think this was Father's Day. I haven't told many people, but it freaked my wife out. I tried to eat a fry and I choked on it, and it wasn't just. <laughs> I mean, it was. Yeah. Pulled a car over. I almost had to roar on the grass or something. It, it was just right, really right, embarrassing. Man. And ever since then, I just kind of been a little freaked out by eating fries. I had some Dairy Queen fries today, which wasn't terrible, but it's just that experience kind of weirded me out in fries. But yeah, yeah but I'm not someone who likes different stuff. I, my family growing up always loved the, hey, let's all go to different fast food places. I'm like, this is such a waste of time. But um, I don't know. What do you like different fries and sandwiches or? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I think there are positives for a lot and negatives for some. I mean, um, you know, we don't really like McDonald's fries unless they're very fresh, but we don't really. Oh, Wendy's like, is terrible for that. Well, we like Wendy's fries. My wife does, but she also okay. prefers like Arby's fries over anybody. So if we ever, you know, if we ever were that, which, you know, the again, the good thing is, is we live in an area where you can literally drive to all three of those places, like within not even having to make a special trip, honestly. But, you know, I've, in the past, I've probably done that in my, um, my younger days where I, uh, you know, thought, hey, let's go, uh, let's go get fries from here because that's where I like fries, you know. I, I might have done that a time or two. It, I remember it, my sister in the car. We were... Drives to grandma's one day. And again, this is, we were probably junior high, high school. We went, like, we had five in the family, went to five different fast food places, but everyone in the family went something different. She was clapping her hands. This was like her nirvana. This was her best moment ever. And I'm like, this is such a waste of time. So mm-hmm. I'm more prone just to get something just so we have less stops. Yeah. Kind of like a, uh, you know, how we used to do the old Mount Rushmore's of uh, Ohio and things like that in our old days of podcasting. You know, there's, uh, I was, and I was actually, you know, talking to one of my food friends and uh, thinking, you know, you know, we love barbecue, but there's, there's some barbecue that's better than others. And there's better side dishes at one barbecue restaurant than others. So I always thought like, 
you know, a Mount Rushmore of like, if you had a fast food trip where you could go anywhere and get anything from anywhere, you know, what would your ideal order be? And, you know, would you opt just for the, oh, well, the singular meal from Burger King or Wendy's or whatever it may be? I don't know. I don't know that I would do that. I think uh, I, would, I would mix and match if I had the opportunity and it wasn't such a far drive or whatever, you know, because there's, you know, you want to get mozzarella sticks maybe from Arby's or you want to get fries from Arby's and maybe you want your sandwich from Burger King or McDonald's or whatever. There you go. We give old school podcasts. Craig, you got to write down. We need to have Dan Tierney back on the podcast. <laughs> yes. We need to know okay. Dan Tierney's fast food preference. Yeah, because our our spiel was let's get Mike DeWine on the podcast, the governor yeah. of Ohio, and you know you know you listen to Danny, he talks to like Mike DeWine's all demure, and you know you know who Mike DeWine likes on uh, Twitter? No, I don't. Who? Common Man and um, T Bone, which is a very goofy slapstick yeah. Columbus sports talk show, which it's a great show, but I'm like. You know, come on, Dan. You know, you talk like you know, <laughs> Mike the wine's all serious. You know, it's a goofy show. Come on, yeah. We're we're the common man and T bone of podcasting and our basements. You know, come on. Well, so I know. Yeah, we, we yeah. got you all, Dan Tierney. We got our old guest back on just the Elton. We do, yeah, so, we do. We need to get Dan and, back. Yeah, oh. and happy birthday! I believe it's today. We're taping this on Wednesday. Is this Christina Smith's birthday? Yeah, Christina Smith's birthday today. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I saw all her old Freebuck friends, uh, Craig, yeah. Dan Carson, you know, lots of. Well, well, happy birthday, Christine! If I don't get to yeah, send you a note. And I was yeah. actually in. I was. We were my. We were on vacation uh, over Labor Day, and uh, okay. actually went over to uh, visit our friends at the Fremont News Messenger. My old stomping. Oh, yeah. Oh yes, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, so uh, I was able to see some old friends there from uh, from Fremont. Yeah, we haven't reached out to Dave Yonke yet. We, we, we got to talk to. I I was talking to him. I think uh, you know maybe oh. we could, we could get him. You know maybe we could get a podcast. David. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he'd be interested. We got to make I, it I happen. Think, I think I saw. I didn't have my paywall uh, subscription for the Dispatch. Dave Yonke's writing columns that are featured all over Ohio. Oh, I think okay. he was making a trip to um, you know, for a serious second Shanksville. I think. Uh, PA where the airplane went down on 9 11. Right. But right. yeah, yeah, lot, lots of Dave Yonke on, on the web, which is a, uh, never a bad thing. I'll put yeah, it that way. That, no. All right. Well, let's go to the other story. This is kind of more of a rant. I don't know if it's as much of a food thing. Um, Craig, I guess this was pre COVID. I used to think it was cool, like when I was working or if I was home alone and needed like a day away, I go look at McDonald's and work there. Wi Fi, drinks. Man, Craig, I was so happy. Yeah. I, I feel weird saying I was so happy at that time because it's not really anything to be happy about. But you sit there, if you're tired, you go up every hour, get another Coke, and man, you're good. I mean, you're, the sugar in your levels in your body go up a ton, but hey, you yeah. have fun. Yeah. Did you see they're taking away the dollar drinks at McDonald's? And they're also making it where it's not a self serve dispenser anymore. You have to go up and ask. Yeah. Now, well, I, yeah, yeah. As long as you're allowed to get refills, I don't think it's a big deal. But yeah, seems to be like maybe people are taking advantage of it, or it's too hard to clean, or something I, like I that happening. 
Well, I don't sit at McDonald's that much anymore, but there's been a couple times where my kids like sitting there and eating ice cream and everything. I got stink eye when I asked for a refill on the sweet tea at a McDonald's I went to, man. Okay. People weren't liking that. No, who knows? Maybe it wasn't a courteous person, but maybe they're thinking you're going to feel bad about keep going up front to ask for something. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, people even give you a sink eye, like, I don't want to help you. Or people are like, what the heck? Why did this is a six sweet tea or Coke? What's wrong with him? I've gotten yeah. those sorts of things before. Yeah, so. I know what you mean. I've got, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, yeah, that's. Kind of a shame, but, uh, you know, maybe it's just like you're putting more work on the workers there, and it's like they're probably thinking, why did the company do this to us where we have yes. to do additional work when before it was, you know, automated for us? You're filling up a drink. And you don't yeah. have to take orders anymore. They've got that. I, I oh, mean, the kiosks and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Now, I know McDonald's people don't make enough. I don't want to shame people, but... You're putting a cup under a, you know, a faucet, and it's pouring on. I mean, this isn't like, hey, go, go dig a hole in the back for me. You know, it's more like, come on, I'm a thirsty man. And they always talk about too, like McDonald's drinks are cheap. I mean, you make your money if if you're running a food place, you're mm -hmm. making your money on your drinks. Right. Not if you're making your money on beer. Beer probably costs a little bit more to buy. You know, the restaurant to buy, but man, you know, for pop, I think a large pop costs the restaurant like eight cents or something. So even a dollar, you're making your money overall. So, right. Are we just getting lazy here, Craig? Eh, maybe. I, I mean, to a degree, but at, at the same time, I think the biggest problem is, you know, I think everybody's trying to find a balance of how to do things, especially as things have evolved since the pandemic. And maybe one of those things is, you know, how restaurants work, whether it's ordering at kiosks. I think, um, you know, my mother-in-law had an issue like that with Chipotle where she didn't realize that you can't just go into Chipotle and order at the counter anymore. You have to like order online and then just go pick it up or whatever. And, you know, some people don't really know that that's happening. So it's, it's a little yeah. different. And I think that companies are just trying to figure out ways of plus probably working around worker shortages where maybe not as many people are, you know, working there anymore. And, and maybe they just kind of feel like they, they, they're just, they're, they're throwing the baloney at the wall and seeing if it sticks and, and maybe the drink, you know, the fountain drinks, you know, you, why have four or five drink machines when you only need two or one or whatever it may be. So maybe they're, maybe they're thinking that it's just an easier way of, cutting down costs while creating fewer problems for people taking advantage of it, not taking advantage of it as in drinking too much, but taking advantage of it as like spilling stuff and dumping stuff all over and, you know, blowing straws all over, you know, paper and, you know, making messes that then have to be cleaned up. So maybe that's what the, the thought process is on that. Yeah. Well, and I think too, and maybe I'm just a dork that like to do that, but man, I used to think it was fun. Like if, if I was like, I work remote a lot, and if I had to work remote, going to McDonald's and working for the day used to be like a treat. Like, wow, well, this is fun. I get to drink and everything. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a little hesitant after COVID and everything. It just doesn't sound like fun. I mean, yeah. one of the things that 
made my day kind of rough today was my Wi-Fi goes out about 3.30, and, you know, I had a lot to do, so I couldn't just sit around. I mean, who knows? The Wi-Fi could be out for five minutes, could be out for five hours. You never know. So I went down to the library, which that was a, <laughs> that was rough. But, you know, I used to think, man, go to McDonald's. It's not enjoyable like it used to, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it's, you know, I'm kind of curious, too, like if people – are going almost going to these, you know, to, to sit down and eat because they can now, you know, where even if they never were like, I've never really been an indoor, let's go sit down and eat at McDonald's. Right. But I, I'm curious if people are maybe doing that more because they weren't able to before. So I'm, it's, it'd be interesting to see if people are like doing this more than they ever have just because they want to, and they, they finally get a chance to, and and maybe you know it's it's just kind of something that they took for granted in the past, and now you know, and, and maybe that creates more problems inside. When you know, you got to remember, a lot of these workers were going years almost without having to worry about cleaning up inside as much, or yeah. you know, whatever it may be. So I, I am kind of curious as people start kind of figuring things out again in terms of the pandemic post pandemic and just seeing how it's more efficient to operate a certain way, whether it's, you know, ordering kiosks or whatever it may be. And I think that's part of the the thing where these companies are starting to figure out what works, what doesn't work. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, quite possible. Hey, let's end with some promos. I, I don't want to keep Craig too late. A couple things I wanted to talk about there. Um, Craig, I know this is somewhat serious, but if I'm getting political, what's COVID been like down there? Is there a few more cases sprouting up down in Tennessee? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think a lot of, especially with the new variants we've had, you know, across the country, I think we've seen some some rise in cases, and I think it's it's being written about. I don't know if it's being, like, taken super seriously. Like, I know the, you know, there's always going to be a push for people thinking that we're going to have mask mandates again and stuff like that. But, you know, I think until the CDC or the world health organization deems COVID to be another, um, you know, health crisis or pandemic again, I, I don't really see that really happening, but yeah, there have been more cases, but I think it's gotten to the point now where people just kind of live with it. If you will, you know, we had uh, our, our, um, city council in, in Nashville, Metro Council had a, a little bit of an outbreak. So, you know, it happens, but I don't think it's being looked at in the same light as it once was. Kind of strange. Um, Mahoney Mayors, we decided to start covering a little bit more. We're not, we're not trying to freak anybody out. We don't think that we're going to get locked down or whatever. It just we're starting to hear about some more cases. So. Uh, we've done a lot more coverage about it, and we're hearing from the state the cases are going up, Craig. They say they're more mild, but still, even though they're mild, there's a few more hospitalizations, nowhere near what it was like a couple years right. ago. But it, it's enough to kind of make you think. And I don't know, Craig, like Mike DeWine, you know, or the governor here in Ohio, uh, he got COVID yesterday, and they're saying okay. he should be okay, but he's older. Uh, he's been in a lot of public events. Um, one of my bosses got COVID. He was just at a big conference in Miami. Um, who, who else got COVID? 
yeah, a couple people I know that have been in major big gatherings of people have gotten COVID. And again, not saying we should all go home and never work, go outside again. You kind of wonder, though, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always a balance, you know. It's you, you want to be careful, you want to stay safe, but then you also kind of want to go about your life. And I think to some degree that's part of wanting to get back to normalcy, you know, is to to get back to what your routine was pre-pandemic. Maybe we'll never get to that, but um, I think there's still fear. I mean, I still fear the pandemic, and, you know, you never know how you'll react if you get if you get a bad strand of COVID or whatever it may be. So there's always a little bit of fear, but then you also kind of just live your life and, and hope that things work out and you are safe and, you know, mindful of your surroundings and mindful of, of what you kind of come in contact with. But you can't wrap wrap yourself up in bubble wrap anymore either. And, you know, you, you kind of hope that uh, you've taken the precautions with vaccinations or, you know, being smart about where you're going or who you're around. And I think that kind of plays a, a part in it as well. Yeah. And what editorial comment like I would make, and again, editorial, my opinion, not, but you know, Tim Mahoney managed to recover JD Vance, U S Senator. He wants no more mask mandates and, you know, politically that's what he goes for. And that's fine. But without it being a political argument, if it keeps you safe, wear a mask and it might allow some more of the stuff to be open longer. You know, if you don't want to wear a mask, then more stuff you'd like to go to may not be open. If we ban masks, I, I don't know. It's just, yeah. It's, I just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's odd because, you know, you always feel like, is it a slippery slope then? Because what if we get into some sort of like Spanish flu level pandemic? Does that mean that, you know, even if it's not related to COVID, I mean, I guess if you want to make the language say COVID related mask mandates or something, then so be it. But what if we were to get into some plague like issue? I mean, then you would say, well, there's no mask mandates. And then, you know, maybe people would be screaming for people to wear masks because we could be dying from something. So I don't know. It's, it's obviously don't live in Ohio anymore. So it doesn't really impact me as much. But, uh, you know, I'm always going to advocate for, for people being safe and healthy and living long lives, you know. So hopefully uh, things will work out for everybody. Yeah, and just be safe. I said that from the beginning of COVID. And, again, I'm not wearing the R&D or supporting Trump or Biden or whoever. It's just more of if wearing a mask helps you be safer, why not? It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I mean it's not going to ruin your life or whatever. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so lots of COVID coverage on, in Mahoney Matters. Um, also, football. Football's big up in Youngstown. Uh, we almost have daily stories kind of previewing the Friday games. Um, man, uh, we, we might have two games covered this week, too, Craig. It's, okay. it's going to be kind of a wild weekend for football up here. If you're into that, definitely read up on it. Um, I was thinking one of the promo, Craig. This is kind of interesting. Uh, I talked to Todd Newton this week. Um, Craig, I don't know if you remember, uh, Todd Newton, uh, there was a game show network show called Whammy. It was kind of the, their first attempt yeah. to try. Yeah. Todd, uh, was a host of that. Uh, Todd did a NBC short lived game show. I think he won an Emmy for, um, but Todd Newton, his big thing right now is for the past 20, 25 years, the price is right. Has a traveling game show. Well, this isn't a ripoff or knockoff or anything. 
the Price is Right literally sends a game trial. It's from the Price is Right. So Todd Newton's the host. Um, and okay. you know who originally hired Todd Newton, Craig? Oh, who? The great Bob Barker. So okay. uh, check it out. I actually put a link to – I actually put the interview also on our podcast feed. But uh, do me a favor. Check out MahoneyMatters.com. Uh, got to talk to Todd. It was great. Uh, he talked a little about his career. He talked about his relationship with Bob Barker. You, you know, uh, he said Bob Tom a lot of great um, facts moving forward, not just his Price is Right role, but his other role. Uh, he's selling some books, too. It was fun. I, I, I like Todd Newton. And he told me a little bit about Price is Right. They give away prizes on the show if you go alive. Okay. You can get called up stage. Wow, okay. That and, sounds fun. Yeah, and I was asking him about how long is the, the concert, I guess. It's 90 minutes, but he says they kind of make the regular show you see on TV longer. Like they don't have to worry about TV breaks. They can kind of have yeah, more fun. Right. Uh, he does a lot of crowd work with the uh, guests that come up on stage. A lot of, hey, who are you? Pokes fun, other stuff too. Looks great, Craig. I'm not a huge Price is Right guy, but it looks like fun. I'm actually going to check it out. That sounds like a lot of fun, yeah. I mean, I... I actually kind of watch The Price is Right a lot being, uh, you know, working a later shift, so I get a chance to watch it a little bit more often than I normally do. Yeah, so check out the story. There's a podcast that goes with it. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, like I said, check out our coverage of J.D. Vance. Interesting story, Craig. Ohio has exceptions that allow minors to drink at home. So okay. check out our... If you if you if you have kids you want to get drunk, hey, here's how you do it. It'll be great. So. Very interesting. Um, man, a very long podcast night for Craig. It's about ready to be over. Uh, Craig, you taped Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with George. Yeah. Tonight. Uh, yeah. What'd you guys think? Well, George really uh really liked it, and um, actually as well, it is on Paramount Plus right now, so it'll be a movie that I get to check out here soon. Uh, we also kind of caught up because it was our first show in quite a while. Uh, so I did talk to Georgia about my thoughts on Oppenheimer. We talked uh, some streaming issues as HBO, or I should say Max, is uh, going to be launching live sports this year. And they'll be upping their price, though, next year for current subscribers. So people like me that have been subscribing for a while now. We'll actually have to pay a $10 upcharge if you want the sports package, which would, of course, include NBA with Turner Sports, uh, the NHL, MLB playoffs, uh, USA Soccer as well will be included in that. So um, sort of uh, Max's push to uh, to maybe try their uh, their hand at competing with all the streaming aspects of live sports featuring and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of an interesting take but it's going to be a little pricey for for max it's going to be close to 30 dollars, i think or or even more um with taxes and everything included so it'd be interesting to see what kind of subscription base they get making that big switch so so in essence i know soccer is kind of more specific to max but but isn't the the hockey and basketball, that's just pretty much the feed from TNT, right? Yeah, so that'll be yeah, that'll be their TNT uh feeds, but they'll be live streamed, obviously. Now MLS is on Apple TV Plus, but right. um ESPN once had 
and I think maybe other, maybe even NBC, but ESPN, I believe, once had the streaming rights or the rights to play USA soccer games. So the world, the World Cup team, essentially the the team, um, and now those games are on Max um, or on TNT, but they've been on Max. So that's that was sort of their first little dip the dip the toes into the pool with some soccer coverage. They had women's soccer. They had a couple of men's games as well. But it looks like now they're going to add hockey, which I do like. But again, you know, I, I have ESPN Plus, so it's not going to necessarily impact me as much. Although it will be nice to to be able to watch games on TNT now that I didn't get access to without cable. Um, and then, of course, the NBA as well, which is always a big cash cow, I would say, for um everybody involved i mean the nba is you know tnt and espn have big contracts with the national basketball association so it's it's definitely you know something that people are going to be probably tuning into i would guess you know with with max's live coverage and um you know for wrestling fans like myself even though i'm not a huge aew fan which is the uh sort of the alternative company to world wrestling entertainment uh, they're actually going to be streaming apparently on Max as well, so they'll have uh, wrestling on HBO Max or Max moving forward too. Wow. Okay. Man, I I am so shocked. If I had to bet money on how I thought podcasts would go, I'm shocked that both you. you so you like Meet Ninja Turtles too? I didn't see it yet. I have not seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it now that it's on. Um, now that it's streaming, I'm going to watch it. Okay, well, then maybe I should say it this way. I am stunned that George liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, he liked it. It was a fun little romp. And, you know, I mean, it, it clearly is a um, a movie that, he, you know, he basically said it's a movie that's made from love. Like, they, you know, you love the uh, the source material. And, you know, you when you love the source material like Seth Rogen apparently did with, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I grew up on the Turtles you know, you uh, you tend to pour your heart and soul into it, and you make uh, make good television or movies out of it, and uh, that's what George uh, said here. George likes the Cleveland Browns, and he said they made teams Mutant Ninja Turtles out of love. I... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, put, I said the they made out of love, but you know, the loving the source material like he did oh, okay. is. Right. is is what you know obviously Seth Rogen, one of the producers and creators of this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated feature, you know, clearly, you know, he enjoyed growing up on Turtles, certainly. Very good. Um, later tonight, my goodness, I, I don't know if we're gonna have enough time to talk about this. Our Steelers podcast meets up again and man, that game Monday was weird. I, I don't know how we can describe this in a half hour. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot going on there, but a big win. Big win for the Steelers. They needed it. Yeah, big win. Their, their offense is a mess. I mean, I just don't know what to do. Well, um, all you need I, to do I is think, win. I, I think we fell in love with the uh, Kenny Pickett. You know, we, we all drank our Kenny Pickett juice, and mm-hmm. I think we may need to come off that a little bit. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, I still think he's a quarterback of the future, but I'm not sure if it's right now. So we'll put it that way. Well, if if you know this is this is what they needed to do. They need to find out because 
if you're so inclined to maybe make some moves to move up in the draft this coming year, there's going to be some quarterbacks available at that top end of the draft. And we know Arizona is going to have two, probably two high first round picks, their first round pick in Houston's, which means maybe there's a luxury there where you can trade back and maybe get some more picks or players or whatever. And maybe a team like Pittsburgh says, Hey, we can't pass up on, a quarterback or Sanders, right? Yeah. You know, it's, I think for, for Pittsburgh, it's about finding a quarterback. They thought they could maybe find like a veteran Ben Roethlisberger in Kenny Pickett, like Roethlisberger, when he first came in, had a lot of elite tools and skill set. Pickett didn't, but by the end of Ben's career, he kind of was a shell of that. And that's kind of what Pickett is where he's, he's not terrible, but he's probably never going to ascend to the next level of upper echelon quarterbacks. And I think that's kind of the conundrum you're in because you want someone that's good and he's solid and he was solid enough to win some games for him last year or not lose them games. But now you're starting to need to rely on him to be your guy and you kind of can't, even though they have weapons around him. The issue I have is the Steelers. I don't even think the Steelers know what they want to do on offense. I've heard over the past couple of years from a variety of people inside and outside the organization, man, it's like only run again. They want to become that running, like the Franco Harris and Jerome Bettis and all the, the big running backs over the years. They can't run the ball, Craig. And they've got a half-decent running game. I mean, they they just couldn't run. And, yeah. and they can't stop the run. I mean, their pass rush is great. Their pass defense is good. Man, Sorry, Nick Chubb got hurt, but Nick Chubb could have had a billion yards. You know, it's just so, it's so weird. Um, real quick, crazy prediction for you. It'll never happen. Here's what I want to see happen: Sears can't give up on Kenny Pickett. Trade for Kirk Cousins, who isn't great, but could kind of propel them to where they need to be. Okay. And tell Kenny Pickett, hey, watch Kirk Cousins for a year. You're still our quarterback of the future. Yeah. He's just not the quarterback of it now, but that'll never happen. Either. Well, you know, if the Vikings fall out of the race, or maybe, you know, my Titans down here in Tennessee, maybe if they fall out of the race, maybe Ryan Tannehill becomes available. Not that I don't, I don't expect that to really happen, but, oh, you know, I mean, there, there are, you know, there are going to be some options out there. And I think the Steelers, but the, I think the Steelers are in a position now where, you know, they've tried their hand at a guy that doesn't have the elite physical tools. And I think that they would, they'd rather maybe go in the draft and, and get, you know, a Drake May or a Caleb Williams or Shador Sanders, get someone that, that has the, the physical tool set that Kenny Pickett just does not have. If Kenny Pickett, I think Kenny Pickett could be like a Brock Purdy, a guy who can manage the game, does have to throw a ton and he throws good. It's just he's throwing way too much. He looks scared out there. I I, I just don't. Yeah. I think and, but, you and, know Brock Purdy makes good good decisions. He's elusive but enough. But needs to develop into him. Yeah, yeah he's definitely yeah. not there right now. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, physically, I, he's got the same tool set probably as Brock Purdy. But you know, Brock Purdy just has sort of a in an, another factor, like an it factor almost, where he just kind of puts it all together into one. You know, total package, I guess. Issue for Steelers, it's the offensive coordinator, too. And the thing is, is I, I don't know if he's not talking to the coaches or management, but just 
find something to develop it. I don't think they know. I think they're just like, oh, go out there and call some plays. Hopefully it works. Yeah. Well, do you want me to throw it all the time or run it? Oh, just do whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then whatever's not working. Right. Yeah. Craig, I'm I'm keeping you too late. I'd love to talk to you more, but you said you gotta take off. So yeah. let's let's call this um well, I hate to say mess. It's not a mess. <laughs> uh, let's call this fun stuff then. Well, it was great being live. Yeah. Appreciate the people who listen in. We need to promote this more, Craig. I, I yeah, pretty yeah. much just say we're turning on the live stream, whoever stumbles across it, stumbles across it. But we'll try to do more live coming up. Uh, check us out next week. We'll talk more uh, fun pop culture and other stuff. Um, 15 minutes from now, um, my we'll, we're going to do an exciting show. We talk about goofy stories then around 11.15 tonight. Check us out for our Steelers uh, mess of a podcast as well. All right. For Craig, this is Chris. Th- thanks for checking us out. Have a great night, everybody.